apologize that our soundboard gave up the ghost this week uh, after probably 350,000 miles on that 1992 Toyota engine. They finally will give up. And, uh, but we will, we will have that taken care of this week and be back to uh, normal. But, you know, sometimes I think maybe, maybe God designed it. Maybe this was his plan. Just coming in here and, and eliminating, you know, certain things and certain distractions and just lifting up holy hands to the Lord. two weeks ago I was preaching ministering in Columbus Georgia and then last week I was down and uh, Fowler uh, stood in and the Duvall's and powerful Sunday amazing message amen thank you praise God praise God I am feeling much better but not best much better but not best uh, slightly dehydrated but uh, hey we're gonna make it aren't we Jeremiah chapter 3, if you would turn with me. God's had me in Jeremiah in my studies for uh, a little while now. And I'm not talking to you about what I talked to you Tuesday night. We may reiterate at some point in time. But Jeremiah chapter 3. Jeremiah chapter 3. Good to be in the house of the Lord. Great to see each and every one of you. Children's Church, you can be dismissed in Jesus' name. It's so wonderful to see y'all. Look at your neighbor, fist bump them, high five them, elbow them, say it's good to be in God's house. Good to be in God's house. If I can tell you all the miracles that God is doing, that's not my message. But I, I would like to say God is doing the miraculous. You, you may not know it. You may not know the individual situations. But I know testimonies. I know what God is doing. And God is at work in the miraculous. God is at work in a dimension that is deep, it's powerful, it's present. Jeremiah chapter 3. Uh, I'll try to read. I'll, I'll skip through some of it if you can keep up. But I'm going to start with 6. The As I preach today, I, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm preaching to you. I'm just preaching. And maybe I'm preaching to society. I don't know. Jeremiah 3 says, The Lord said also unto me in the days of Josiah the king, Hast thou seen that which backsliding Israel hath done? She has gone up upon every high mountain under every green tree and there played the harlot and I said after she had done all these things turn thou unto me but she returned not this is God his heart and her treacherous sister Judah saw it and I saw when for all the causes whereby backsliding Israel committed adultery I had put her away. 
giving her a bill of divorce. Yet her treacherous sister Judah feared not, but went and played the harlot also. It came to pass through the lightness of her whoredom that she defiled the land, committed adultery with stones and with stocks. And yet for all her treacherous sister Judah hath not turned unto me with her whole heart, but faintly saith the Lord. And the Lord said unto me, The backsliding Israel hath justified herself more than treacherous Judah. Go and proclaim these words to the north and say, Return, thou backsliding Israel, saith the Lord. And I will not cause mine anger to fall upon you, for I am merciful, saith the Lord. I will not keep anger forever. Oh, what a beautiful God. Only, well listen, only acknowledge thine iniquity. That thou hast transgressed against the Lord, and has scattered thy ways to the strangers under every green tree. And you have not obeyed my voice, saith the Lord. Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I'm married unto you. And I will take you, one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And it shall come to pass when you be multiplied and increased in the land in those days, saith the Lord. They shall say no more the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Neither shall it come to mind, neither shall they remember it, neither shall you visit it, neither shall that be done anymore. At that time they shall call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord, and all the nations shall be gathered unto it to the name of the Lord to Jerusalem. Neither shall they walk any more after the imagination of their own heart. Verse 19 in part, Thou shalt call me my Father, and shalt not turn away from me. Verse 22, Return, you backsliding children, and I will heal your backslidings. Behold, we come unto thee, for thou art the Lord our God. I want to talk this morning. Like I said, I'm preaching. All right? I'm not preaching to you, at you. I'm preaching with you. And I'm preaching to a society, I believe, in our world that we live in. That's what I'm preaching to. Return, my first title, as backsliding children, and I will heal your backsliding. The second portion of that title, let me take out my trash. Let me take out my trash. Pastor Parks, would you lead us in prayer? aware of the time that we're living in. Yes. Treacherous, perilous, adulterous is the generation, oh God, that turns away from you. Lord, I ask, oh God, that you give grace and mercy in this generation that we in, even as it begins to slip into the ranks of the church. Oh God, that your grace and mercy would abide, oh Lord God, and give opportunity to turn. Lord, we are no longer the old man. 
but we've been created new in you. Allow your spirit, oh God, to be the one thing that justifies our actions and not our own evil imaginations of our heart. We thank you for giving us a pastor who is after your own heart. Bless him. Strengthen him. Speak through him. Allow our ears to be attentive and open that we won't leave here today without applying your word. Renew us. Revive us. Save us, oh God. Lord, that we may, oh God, allow the power of the Spirit to be present in our lives. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. In your holy name, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand of praise. After that, you can be seated in Jesus' name. If you are here today because you love God and you want to grow closer and closer to Him, I'm excited and you should be excited. I believe the Lord is in this place. If you are here today and God has been dealing with your heart and, and perhaps in your life and in your spirit, you've been thinking things and you've been thinking about walking away. You've thought about not living for God. You've thought about quitting, giving up throwing in the towel, you know, just go ahead and yielding to the sin, going ahead and yielding to fornication and adultery and all the other sins. I hope to make you very uncomfortable today because I believe that the Lord is in this place and I believe God's Spirit is here right now because He loves us, because He cares for us, and because it's His desire that we turn toward His heart. And it's sometimes, sometimes in life, we, we have to do what we don't want. Sometimes in life we have to do what we don't want to do. I don't like taking out the trash. Anybody ever take out the trash? <laughs> it's Sunday around uh, Lou Wissy. And, and guess what happens tonight? Trash goes out. Nobody ever really wants to roll that can to the road, do they? And uh, it, 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 we have to, but we have to take out our trash. The landfills are full. Our garbage cans can sometimes overflow. I don't know if Brother Steve's got any garbage cans. Sometimes our garbage cans will overflow. Isn't that right? And, and you got another one up there. And, and, and anybody ever feel like your house kind of looked like that house on the street? And, uh, and, or, or, or maybe the next one, that's probably more like it. You know, that little container's great for uh, for two or three people and a week. But man, when, if you have company or an extra guest or something like that, it looks more like that, doesn't it? I mean, I know it's not, mine's not that ever that neat and packed in it, 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 if it's like that. But, uh, it, you know, the thing about the trash, though, the closer you get to it, the messier you become. If you climb in with it, you're going to look like it, smell like it, and maybe even be under, misunderstood as being it. We each, every one of us, no, nobody's too good for this. I mean, from the six-month-old to the 60-year-old, every one of us produces about five pounds of trash a day. Family of four, that's 20 pounds a day of trash. I mean, he's got a family of four at least. And that, that means about 140 pounds of trash a week. Have you ever felt dirty? <laughs> Have you ever felt filthy? I, I don't like trash. How many like, how many like to roll around in your trash can? Yeah. Is your refuge, right? Is your stuff, and you like to go and just kind of waddle around in it? 
Trash angels? I, I, I don't like the trash. And, and man, I, I'll tell you, I, I try to be a clean person. I'm not always successful, but I try to be. I, I don't like to smell. I sure don't like to smell like trash. Anybody ever went to work? You know, you're, you're standing. <laughs> Something, some stand. I don't like that. I mean, I, I'm a guy, you can ask my wife, she's like, you in the shower again? Yeah, I sweat one time. <laughs> I, I get out there and I sweat, even if i got to go back and mow grass again. Guess what, I'll jump in the shower because I, I just don't like that stinky, stinky, none, none of that, right? Five pounds of trash a day. Each one of us. We can point to somebody and say, y'all got 20 pounds of trash. But we still got five pounds of trash, every one of us. Your baby's got five pounds of trash. As beautiful and precious as they are. Jeremiah is a young prophet that comes on the scene in Jeremiah 1. He has a call to be a prophet of God. And to most of us, that sounds biblically exciting. If you're dealing with a call, man, and, and, and all of a sudden, Brother Duvall, you heard... God speak to you, Gary Duvall, I'm calling you to be a prophet. That's, that's exciting stuff. It's exciting stuff when people want to hear what you've got to say. What about when nobody wants to hear what you've got to say? It, 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 it's, to some degree, that's kind of what's happening with Jeremiah here. Is that he's got this relationship with God. God's calling him and God is bringing him out and God is setting him in places, in spiritual places. But uh, the, the issue is, is Jeremiah is somewhat telling Israel and Judah to take out the trash. And that's not a very popular message. It wasn't cute and funny to them. And, and what we got to realize, when I'm saying trash, I'm trying to draw an analogy of your trash in your life and the sin that so easily can beset you. Because sin is also trash. And Jeremiah's call comes forth and he's young. And he's robust and he's vibrant. And he has to learn. And he was born into the priesthood. And his father was a priest. Jeremiah 1. Jeremiah the son of Hilkiah. The priests that were in Ananath. And that's, that's about probably an hour away from Israel. In a place where they uh, somewhat a training ground for many of the priests. But here comes this young man named Jeremiah. And God has his hand upon his life. And he says, then the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Many want to be a Jeremiah. And man, I can get up here and I can preach about being a young man in the Lord and God's call. And no matter how young you are, no matter how old you are, God wants to. I can preach about that and everybody will get excited. Yeah, let me be a Jeremiah. Yes, let me be a prophet. But even though he was called and young and chosen, he was also sanctified. And he was ordained. Many want the words and the titles, but not the distinction and the separation. The message. We want the message that we bring to be a popular message. And yet Jeremiah's message he will be criticized for. He will be condemned for. And he will be labeled for it. He's known as the weeping prophet because he has a message. 
They had to come through tears. No room for compromise. God didn't allow that. God didn't call him for a time of compromise. He didn't call him to have a compromise message. Jeremiah, I'm putting in your mouth what I want you to speak. Are you willing to speak it? And uh, Jeremiah wants to see, verse 10, I have this day to set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms. We're going to come back to this, but I want you to grab a hold of it. This is what God tells him. To root out, to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build, and to plant. Now in the modern day church of 2023, we like building and we like planting. That's what we want to do. We want to build and we want to plant. And God's got a time for that. But before we can build and plant, sometimes we have to root out. Sometimes we have to pull down. Sometimes we have to destroy. And sometimes we have to throw down. Oh, somebody can you give me praise? Now this message that Jeremiah has is great. there's people like you that just love the Lord with all your heart. And you get up early on Sunday morning and you make your way to church and you're like, God, I want to hear from you. That, that's awesome. It's easy for Jeremiah to be a prophet when people are listening to God, when people are living for God. When, but what about when nobody's listening? What about when no one's listening? What happens when the preaching's not cute and cuddly anymore. When it's not warm and fuzzy. When it's not, look how great thou art. What happens to the church when the church decides that it will not, in 2023, be a compromising church, but it will be a church that loves the Lord and is on fire for God. A church that's not willing to meet a generation or any generation because it's not about us meeting God on our terms. It's about us meeting God on God's terms. What are you saying? I'm saying there's so many books on how to, how to be a church effective to the millennial generation and how to be a church effective to the generation extras and the generation's ears and this generation and that generation. Can I tell you how to be effective to the generations? Preach Jesus Christ and Him
more likes. And more people will like what I like. And if you like what I like, subscribe to my channel. Subscribe to my channel. And then if somebody sees I'm subscribed to this channel, and they go subscribe to it. And we don't realize we're laying them right in the hands of a false prophet or a false prophetess, and they're blindly following them in their way. And all of a sudden, somebody that followed who you followed and, and liked who you liked and subscribed to who you subscribed to, all of a sudden comes and says, you know what? I'm listening to them. I'm hearing what they're saying. They're speaking into my spirit. What if they don't need to be speaking into their spirit? What if they're not real? What if they're fake? What if they're false? What if they're a phony? What if they're a fraud? What if they're a scammer? Just because something sounds good and looks good and makes me feel good, it doesn't mean that it's good. I said it doesn't mean that it's good. It doesn't mean that it's good. There's some stuff I just don't need to see. I got five pounds of trash every day. Same token, at the same time, all, all, over and over again, 
God, you're backsliding. You're walking away. You're turning the wrong way. You're going the wrong direction. You know, turn around. If you don't turn around, you're going to lose some things. You're going to lose some favor. You're going to be turned into captivity if you don't turn around. And, and that's the message. But in the same entirety of time, God's so merciful and rich in His grace and His mercy at the same moment, at the same time, is reaching and saying, if you do turn around, if you do, I, 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 you requested a bill of divorcement, I gave you a bill of divorcement. But if you turn around, I love you. If you turn around, I, I'll be your father. If you'll turn around, we, we can work this out. We can make this happen. We, we, we can get on the other side of them. But, but, but then he tells them, in the same token, if you don't turn your backsliding nation around, the favor that you once had will turn into your captivity. The favor that you once had will turn into captivity. In the scripture, the faults so often outweighs the truth. There were more prophets of Baal than there was Elijah's. They've been the loudest and in a world where the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Always looking for, for something that squeaks. We gotta make sure we get beyond the squeaky wheel. And get to the deep places of God. Get to the deep places of God. I believe there's some people here this morning that you're not here to play church, but to be the church. I don't believe you're here to be another ecclesiastical statistic, but that you walked in here this morning with a mindset of, I'm going to touch God before I leave this place today. I'm not just here to say, hey, I'm here. I'm here to touch God. I'm here because I love God. I'm here because God loves me. I believe that there are people in here that have real, unadulterated, unfiltered, if you want to have church, and you're tired of what you see going on in the world, and you're tired of seeing compromise, and you're tired of seeing people walking away from truth, and you're tired of seeing children and other generations walking away from the things of God, and you're like, what's going on in this society? What's happening in this world? I don't understand it. Was real. 
I got to take out my five pounds of trash before I take yours out. Can I say that? I got to take my five pounds of trash out and do something with it before I can deal with yours. Hey, but you need to deal with yours. Because we all got it. Not one of us in here that doesn't have trash. Not one of us in here that doesn't either roll that can to the front or throw that bag in the trunk or put that can in the trunk or have some can come by and get that can. Or when we got too much, we sneak over to the church and we throw ours in. Babylon's army. He's prophesying something they don't want to hear. But it doesn't mean it's not from the Lord. 
Now, 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 why are they going into captivity? Why are they being captured? Because they backslid. Because they're not living for God. Because they decided, you know what? I'm going to live how I want to live. I'm going to do things how I want to do. And so, Jeremiah now prophesies, because you're going into captivity, it's going to happen. This is, if you want to save yourself, this is what you do. And he goes on, and therefore the princess said to the king, we beseech thee, let this man be put to death. Kill him. Get rid of the voice. We don't want the voice of the prophet. See how popular it is to be a prophet? We don't want the voice of the prophet. And Zedekiah said, Behold, he's in your hand, for the king is not he that can do anything against you. Then took they Jeremiah and cast him into the dungeon of Malchiah, the son of Hamalek, that was in the court of the prison. Listen, they let him down, they let down Jeremiah with cords, and in the dungeon there was no water but mire. So Jeremiah sunk in the mire. The world says, Meet us where we are. Come to our life, and we'll meet you there. We'll make your churches bigger. We'll get you bigger buildings. You'll have better camp meetings and programs and conferences. Let's see how that worked for Jeremiah. It was a toxic culture that the people would lose the favor of God. It was a toxic culture that the people would lose the favor of God. It was in divisive times that people didn't want to listen to a clear voice. But instead, tingling brass and clamoring cymbals. The people that had seen giants slain, fire fall, seen city split, and the dead brought back to life. It's sad when they would lose favor with God. Why? God don't play. He doesn't have to compromise with culture. He doesn't have to meet you on your terms. He doesn't have to become a baby boomer, millennial, zier, xer, gier, wire, and definitely. He just stays Jesus. He just stays Jesus. He doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to. But if he chooses to remove his favor because of humanity's backslidings, then watch out. Watch out. The fire will fall. The winds will blow. The storms will come. The famines will increase. The pestilences will worsen. The wars will become more. No peace. Why? His favor is gone. We need a generation of prophets like Jeremiah that are willing to dig up some old paths. Some people of God that are willing to say, because I'm willing to do whatever it takes, it doesn't matter. Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, the crier with a message of conviction, seeing his nation going the wrong way, seeing the people of God going the wrong way, but he chose to follow the right way. Are there some in here today that you hear the voice of God, if it's close, wonderful, or even distant, great, but you hear the voice of God yearning for you to draw closer and closer to Him in this hour, to push away the world, to push away society, to push away the noise, the noises that are out there, and say, God, I want you and you only. I want to draw closer and closer to you. Verse 4 through 10, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. God knew him. He knew who Jeremiah was. Can I tell you, God knows you. God knows you this morning. I sanctify thee. He's trying to sanctify us. 
separate us, draw us closer. I ordain thee. Put words in your mouth and in your heart, in your mind. When I spoke to you last night, that was me. When you were reading your Bible the other day and that word just came resound, that was my voice. Don't deny it. That was me speaking to you, telling you the times that you're in, the times that you're living. I shall send thee. And then God says, I'll command thee. And he tells him, be not afraid. I've put my words in your mouth. On Tuesday we talked about Jeremiah 16. And in it, one generation, if you remember, it says in verse 10, it shall come to pass when thou shalt show this people all these words, and they shall say unto thee, Wherefore hath the Lord pronounced the great evil upon us? And what is our iniquity? And what is our sin? And what have we committed against the Lord our God? Then thou shalt say unto them, Because your fathers have forsaken me, saith the Lord, and walked after other gods, and served them, and worshipped them, and have forsaken me, and have not kept the law. I believe this is one generation. I believe that this was a generation then, but I believe it just as much as the Word of God for today, that there's a generation today that allowed idols in, that we opened doors we shouldn't have opened, that we let things in we should have never let. And because we opened that generation, and because we opened those doors, all of a sudden the next generation comes, and it doesn't get any better. And it says in verse 11, Then thou shalt say, Because your fathers have forsaken me, and they worship them. But verse 12 says to the next generation, And you have done worse than your fathers. For behold, you walk after everyone after the imagination of his evil heart. New generation. Not just playing around with idols. Now they're, now they're not even listening to God. It says that they may not hearken unto me. And he says, therefore, I'll cast you out of the land that you know not. Neither ye nor your fathers. And there shall you serve other gods day and night. And I will not show you favor. Have you ever thought about how precious it is? It is to have the favor of God. Have you ever thought about how we take the favor of God for granted sometimes? Uh, I mean, God's hand is upon our lives and God is doing great things in our, in our walk and we love Him and then we just kind of cast it to the side, not realizing how good God is. I don't know about you, I want the favor of God in my life. I want the favor of God in my life. And whatever I got to do, however I got to live, whatever I got to separate myself from, whatever I got to come out from, whatever I got to let go of, whatever, whatever sins does so easily beset us in this. You got to figure out what your sins are sometimes because you can't keep living in the same sin. You can't, and you can't keep collecting more trash. Sometimes you got to say, you know what, I got to do something about this and I got to get rid of this so I can live clean and godly and holy in this hour. How I do that. How God wants me to live. And then I close with this. Jeremiah 1. Would you stand with me if you don't mind? I'm going to go back to this. See, I have this day set thee over the nations and over the kingdoms. To one 
Hold your first finger up and say, root out. Two, pull down. Three, destroy. Four, throw down. Five, to build. And six, to plan. God wants to build something this morning in this place. God wants to plant something in this place. But He can't do it till we do something with our five pounds of trash. Because God's a beautiful God. God's a clean God. God's a God that likes for us to take care of those things, get rid of those things. And, and, and see, it's those recurrent besetting sins sometimes that continue to defile each home, every household. And it, it, it's, it's not always the big things either. It's not always, you know, this major thing. Sometimes it's just the little, the little things. Mr. Glow on the Paquito. Is that right? Just the little things. And, and sometimes those little things. It, it's your battle. And whatever your fight is. I got my own. I got to deal with my own, but you got to deal with yours. And, 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 and we can't just we can't just skirt around them, and we can't just shuck and jive and duck and dive and, and, and pretend like they're hidden. That trash is piling up the whole time. That can's overflowing. That landfill is getting full and full of your trash. And until we figure out what to do with it and how to deal with it and what to do, guess what? We're just going to continue to be defiled and walking away from the things of God. But when we figure out that this sin is not good, when we figure out that sin is trash, when we figure out that these temptations that we think we want are actually very dirty and defiling into our spirits and into our lives, then all of a sudden we can do something with what we're dealing with. We can rid ourselves of that trash and start walking in the things of God. But first of all, we've got to root those things out. This last week, actually I'd say, you know how y'all do like yard work in a day? Two weeks. Still working. First thing we had to do was root out. Got to get rid of all the stuff. It's overflowing. It's a bunch of junk. That's what my house looked like. We got in there and we started rooting out. Cutting those things down at the root. Need to dig them out. Need to... Christian, I think, told me tie a truck to it. Pull it out. Pull it out. Dig it out of the ground. Root it out. There's some things in your life you got to root out. You can't just leave it there. You can't just think it's going to go away. You can't think, listen, you can't think it's not going to grow up again. If you, you, you can cut it down, but it's going to grow back. you got to root it out. And then, and I have vines growing upside of my house. Anybody ever done that before? And you got to pull them down. you got to pull those vines down. They're not all down yet. They will be. And then all that refuge and all that trash, you got to, you got to destroy it, burn it, I like that, get rid of it. And then you got to throw down. And then after that, you can start to plan new things and build new things. If you ride by my house, you'll see half of it has been rooted out, pulled down. 
And my wife has gotten in there and she has replanted and she is rebuilding this newness. On the other half, we're still working on the pulling out and the tearing down and all that. Being a Christian in 2023 is not always the easy path. It's not always the feel-good path. It's not always going to agree with what you want to do. But it's what you need to do. It's the right thing to do. The closer you can live to God, the closer you can be to God, the holier you can be, the more righteousness you can live in, the stronger you're going to be in your faith. The more God's going to use you. The more God's going to allow you to have His favor. But here in these previous generations, they lost the favor. I never want to lose the favor of God. Oh, can we lift our hands up to the Lord in this place? God, here I am. The Lord is in this place. This altar is open if you want to make your way and talk to the Lord. If God has spoken into your life and your heart, if He has drawn you, maybe there's some little five pounds He wants to deal with to get you going in the right direction. Would you come and allow Him to deal with you? Would you allow the Lord of glory in this place to just speak into your heart? Is there anybody, God? God, I, I, I want to be right with you in this hour. I know the generation is real. I know things are going on in this life. I know there's a lot of changes. Laws are being changed. Laws have been changed. Things are happening, God, in society. People are divided. People are so upset. And it got all these things. But God, where's your voice? Where is your voice, oh prophet? Where, where is the voice of God? What does saith the Lord? That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to cleave to. That's what I want to yearn to. That's what I want to... Uh, I want you, God. Uh, more than I want anything else. More than I want anyone else. More than I want any, anything, God. Oh, Lord, help me to take out my issues. Help me to take out my trash. Deal with those things. And allow something new to be planted and to be built up in my life right now. Help me, God, to root out. Help me, God, to pull down in this hour. Help me to pull down whatever strongholds you need me to pull down, Lord. Help me, God, to, to rescue myself and pull myself away. Come on, somebody, from any besetting sins, anything that I just continue to go back to and back to and back to. Help me, oh God, to root those things out, pull those things down, destroy those things so I can plant something new. Oh. Mm -hmm. 
that. That's a lot. But it's not only that, that we take our trash out. We have the saints of God in the house of God that the scripture says, and this came to mind as he was preaching, unless a kernel of wheat falls into the ground and die, it remains a single seed. But we need each other. We need each other. We all need to take the trash out. So that when we come into the house of God, we are encouraged, similar to the way we were encouraged in this word today. This young sister here, she's being encouraged by someone who's allowed that we to fall to the ground and die. That we can remain together more than that single seed that is alone. It produces many seeds once it's, once it's planted. Amen. And I want to be planted. We have some announcements. Um, if you have your bulletin, please look in your bulletin announcements for this week, Monday uh, through Friday. Uh, Life and Focus on Monday at 6. Our pre-service prayer on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Please come out. Join us for our midweek service on Tuesday at 6.30. During that service, we have Welcome to Life. We have Life Kids and Nursery. We have Youth and Hyphen. So those services are all going on at 6.30. On Wednesday, uh, Mommy and Me, 9 a.m. Breakfast Club at CFA Hinesville. On Wednesday, uh, prayer, the conference call. Please join us on, on the prayer line at 6.30 on Wednesday. Wednesday, spiritual warfare to follow at 7.30, in person and in Zoom on Zoom. Thursday, hyphen. 6.30 in person and Zoom. Friday, single with purpose. 6 o'clock in person and Zoom. Saturday, once again, we're back in the house of the Lord for prayer in person here at 8 a.m. Also, this coming week, we have Fostering Care and Hope Food Bank. So next Thursday and Friday, please be prepared for those who volunteer to help out with Fostering Care and Hope Food Bank. So we have two, two events on Saturday the 19th. We have Mommy and Me at 1 p.m. at Tail Fair Children's Art Museum. This is free family day. So please uh, get with Sister Heather and Mommy and Me and uh, ask about this Tail Fair trip to the Children's Art Museum for that day. We also have a fishing trip asking that they post it up there if we can that that uh, fishing trip is going to be this Saturday meeting here 830 at 8:30 at the church and they will be going to Harris Neck uh, for that fishing trip so have drop your children off at 8:30 pick them up at two two all right those are our announcements please stand with me. Miss Dorothy wants to be baptized in Jesus' name. When she comes back, she's going to go down in Jesus' name. Amen. To have that blood applied, to have those sins washed away, no better way to take the trash out than to be baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. Talking about any, anyone else need to take the trash out. Repentance. 
Baptism in Jesus' name. Being filled with the Holy Ghost. Saints of God, it doesn't stop there. Amen. We get power in the Holy Ghost to be able to guide and lead us. This is something that you need. Don't listen to your TikTok preacher to tell you you don't need that. Amen. You're in the house of the Lord that believes in the Word of God. Amen. We want to pray for Miss Dorothy and pray over this offering. For those of you that can stay in the sanctuary, we're going to have a baptism, so we definitely want each and every one of you to witness that. Before that, we're going to go ahead and go before the Lord in prayer. Please bring your offering after this prayer is over, but please return to your seats and let's witness this baptism in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for all that you have, O oh Lord God. You have cattle on a thousand hills. Lord, we are not able to do this without you. Not only in this offering and tithe as we give from our hearts, but in this life that we live. We need the power of the Holy Ghost to lead and to guide our every step. Lord, I pray that over this congregation today. Lord, that you would lead them in their offering. Lord, and as they leave this building today, guide each and every one of our steps. Your word says the steps of a good man, O oh Lord, are guided by you. The righteous, the good, O oh Lord, are guided by you. Guide our steps today. We trust in you, Lord. We lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways we acknowledge you, and you will direct our path, direct us today in Jesus' name. Please come as you come down the aisles. Go back up and return to your seats, please. For those that must, you're dismissed in Jesus' name.